Hey, hey, welcome to season two, episode 10. That is right. We are in double digits for season two of Monday State of Mind, brought to you by Harmony Foundation. My name is Michael Mazel, and I am your host. Happy Monday. I hope all of you have been having a really great start to your day. Maybe you had a really awesome weekend. Maybe none of that's true. And that's why you're tuning in today to get a little uplift, maybe get a little intuitive, inspirational thought of action. And we are continuing, you guys. We're going to get a little spicy here. I think I tell that to Christy, my main woman behind the scenes with every episode that is happening here in season two with Monday State of Mind. I'm like, you know, we're going to get spicy. We're just getting spicy. We're going to poke the bear. We might ruffle some feathers and it's all for the good of our mission here, which is we're here to build better humans. We're here to be able to show up better. On the topic of community, I started off talking solo, brought Tabitha Miller on to drop some serious fire about online communities. And now today, here I am, yours truly, solo, talking about community for families and loved ones of the addict alcoholic. Ooh, this this topic is spicy, and I'm going to tell you why it's spicy. It's because a lot of family members and loved ones, when they're human, when they come to realize that they are living with someone who is an, an alcoholic, an addict, and then they go away to treatment or they go into meetings and then they start to do the work on themselves, they also need to do work on themselves. And they don't want to do it. And I have personal experience with this. And I see it all the time working at Harmony Foundation. And just even when I'm not at work, working with with people outside of work hours, seeing how much family members and loved ones dig their heels in the ground when it is mentioned to them, hey, you also need community. You need to be able to find your people to be able to talk about what you are growing through with your loved one. It's interesting how so many family members and loved ones look at this as a chore. And you know what? I got to be honest. If I were in your shoes, but guess what? I'm the, I am the addict alcoholic. So whoopsie. <laughs> um, but I will say, and I've done a lot of thinking about this, you guys, I will truthfully say If I were in your shoes, the family member, the loved one dealing with my addict alcoholic butt, I would also probably dig my heels in. I would also probably be like, why me? I would go into victimhood. I would say, why me? Why do I have to do work? It's not me that's suffering. It's my person. It's my loved one. It's my family member. So why do I have to all of a sudden add more to my plate, which my plate is already full. So why do I have to do the work? I'm going to tell you why you get to do the work because you also have a lot of healing to do. You get to do the work because, well, you chose this family member or loved one to be with. And it's important to show up and to choose to gain knowledge about what they're growing through so that you understand that 
when they're in active addiction, all of their choices, like they weren't doing them to hurt you or to cause harm. Yet a lot of times the family member, you know, thinks that they are until you choose to take a step back and you choose to say, Hey, you know what? I want to equip myself with knowledge and understanding of what they're going through so that I can show up as a better person so that I don't continue to live in resentment so that you don't continue to be mad at them and you can find healing. You can find forgiveness. Too many times what I see happen is when the addict and alcoholic chooses to take ownership of their disease and they go and they get better and they want to heal the family member or the loved one. If you are not choosing to go and get help yourself with Al-Anon, with any other support community that you can find via social media or the app meetup, which I highly suggest, you start to get resentful. Like I just mentioned that their resentment happens because you're like, oh my gosh, you caused all this destruction. Now your life is better. And what about me? There's also always sometimes feelings of being left behind as a family member, like, wow, look at you growing and doing all these things and you're putting sobriety first and now I'm no longer number one or you feel like you're being abandoned or there's not this codependency because they are choosing to heal and you're not. And I wish I could wave a magic wand for all of you family members and loved ones that are listening to this to be like, well, why can't it just all be better? Well, you know what? That's not the cards you were dealt. The cards you were dealt, they're messy. It's a messy deck. But you get to choose if you're going to continue to sit in resentment and anger and frustration at this person, or are you going to choose different? Are you going to choose to make the time to understand what is going on so that you have proper communication skills, so that you know how to properly communicate with your loved one, and so that you have community to just let loose on how you are really feeling about that loved one, because it doesn't help if you let loose on the addict or the alcoholic, because what's done is done. They're trying to be a better human. And so it's also your guys's, I'm going to say it's kind of your responsibility. If you're going to choose to stay with them, like it's your responsibility to do the work too. And so when you choose to do the work, you find other people that are doing the work too, that are also going through exactly what you're going through, feeling like you're maybe abandoned, feeling frustrated because they're going to a meeting every single night and then they're meeting with their sponsor. They're picking up sponsees. They're taking calls in the middle of dinner because their sponsee or their sponsor's calling. And you need someone, someplace, a community to be able to say, hey, like, I don't know how to deal with this. And I need the tools so that I don't lash out on my person because I know they're trying to get better, but this is scary and it's unfamiliar and I don't know what to do. So that is your answer is that you do need community. Let's be real. Maybe you knew that you were marrying or that you were going to be involved with an addict or an alcoholic and you're like, well, I'm doomed to have a really terrible life. I would think it's safe to say that a lot of us don't know that that's what we're getting into until we're in it. And then when you're in it, you're like, how do I move forward? How do I figure this out? And just like the addict and the alcoholic, I'm telling all of you family members and loved ones that are listening to this, you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to manage your feelings and your emotions alone. You have an opportunity to go to a room and to sit down with other people and share 
what you are going through. What I will also say that I know to be true is that there's also a lot of shame that loved ones and family members have around showing up to a a meeting, an Al-Anon meeting or any community recovery meeting for the loved one or the family member. They're like, oh, I'm going to be known as going to Al-Anon. Oh my God, the world's going to crumble if people know that I have to go to Al-Anon. Oh my God, your poor ego, your poor ego. Well, you know what? It's not your poor ego. Okay drop it. And this is what I'm going to give you as a solution. If you are so worried about what other people think about you, about going to Al-Anon, ease into it, aka get online and go to an online Al-Anon meeting. And I tell this to family members and loved ones all the time. Literally, I just was talking to somebody the other day about this. I said, hey, if you're so worried about running into people in your in your hometown at an Al-Anon meeting and, and you're so worried about what people think about you, get online, go to an Al-Anon meeting. You can get on Zoom, change your name. You can even keep your camera off and just sit there and listen. Just do yourself a solid, do your loved one a solid who made the courageous choice to get clean and sober. Do yourself a solid and just try. There is an aspect of willingness that is needed also for the loved one and family member to get into action so that you guys can can heal together. So I offer you that if you are so concerned about your ego or so concerned about what people are going to think, then you know what? You can take it to a whole new level of anonymity and you can go ahead and um, email me later and say, thank you, Michael. And I'll say, you're welcome. (laughs) Or you can just take it and smile and say, thank you for saying that, Michael. I get it, you guys. I, you know, not totally get it, but I can understand and empathize with all of you family members and loved ones about feeling like this is a chore and feeling like, why do I have to do this? And also feeling fear. There's something else that I'm going to bring up that might hit home for a lot of you is that sometimes, and I'm just going to be real because that's what we're doing here on Monday State of Mind. Sometimes, family members and loved ones would rather their significant other or a person that they love stay sick because that is what you know and that is what is familiar to you and that is something that you've been able to control. When you see your addict or alcoholic family member, loved one get better and they want to be a better human, that's out of your control and you feel scared. You might also take it to a new level of like, hey, you know what? It might be that when they get sober, that this relationship that you have with this person is going to change drastically. I'm going to be honest, and most of the time it does. That's not always a bad thing. I need you to pause. And I need to say that again, that most of the time relationships do change drastically. And that's not a bad thing because what my hope is, is at the end of the day is for the loved one, the family member to be able to see if this relationship that you have with this person is going to change drastically as much as it is sad. And as much as it might cause heartache, wouldn't you rather that person be alive and well, and being a decent human in society than staying sick and broken and maybe dying an early death because of your ego and your control. 
Yeah, I said it. I said it because I see it all too often. Hence, bringing this full circle back to community. Why community is so important for you right here, right now, when you get done listening to this podcast, for you to get into action and to be able to say, hey, you know what? I may not be excited about the cards that have been dealt with me being with an addict or an alcoholic, but hey, at least I have a solution. And you have a beautiful solution. You get to connect and make friends with other people that are going through it so that you can show up better. Because that's what this is about, you guys. It's about asking yourself, like literally, and I've said this on many other episodes before, it's asking yourself, you know, like how free do you want to be? Do you want to be free and like not worrying and stressed and wanting to be in control? Or do you want to be free of being like, hey, you know what? This isn't anything I ever thought would happen, but man, I'm so happy I have a solution so I don't have to live in fear or worry or control. I can just, I can just be. What a gift, you guys. I'm so grateful that I can say today that I have family that have taken the steps to find community and it was not an easy thing for them to do. Let me tell you, there was some digging of the heels into the ground, but I couldn't help them. They needed to be helped by other people that had shared lived experience. And that's how people like me, the addict alcoholic, that's how I continue to thrive in sobriety is by surrounding myself with people that have shared lived experience. So when I had family do that, their lives got better. Our relationships got better. They changed drastically. Like I said, they definitely changed, but it was honestly changed for the better. And it was for the better because I was able to look at it and say, hey, I'm not in control. What I'm in control of is saying, I want to be happy. I want everybody to be happy. And I may not know what that happiness is. So that's what I have for you guys today. I'm talking to you, the family member, the loved one, the ones that are digging their heels in the ground that are saying, I don't want community. I don't want this. I didn't sign up for this. And I'm saying, hey, I get it. But you do have an invitation. And it's a pretty rad invitation if you choose to accept it. And if there's anything that you need as far as resources are concerned, besides what I've offered, like I said, with Al-Anon, Meetup, online recovery communities, even check out Facebook groups, like check them out. I'm not entirely a Facebook fan, but man, do they have some rad groups that you can be a part of. Well, if that's not enough, message me, reach out to me. Because I want you, the loved one and the family member to be happy and thriving too and to not live in resentment or live in victimization and not live in this why me. Instead, perspective is everything, right? Change it from why me to being like, oh, heck yeah, I was a chosen one for this. Now I get to go help somebody else that might be struggling too, a family member, loved one and say, hey, I might know something about that and I can help you. What a gift. What a way to live, right? Spicy, yes. Truth bombs dropped. Of course. That's what I'm here for. And I love you guys big time. And if you're listening to this and you know somebody that would really benefit from listening to this, share the episode, share it so that people can be like, hey, Michael Mazel is going to tell me that I don't get to sit in victimization and resentment and anger anymore because there's a solution. Woo, baby, drop the mic. We have solution. We are moving forward. We are doing the thing. Now, go kick some butt the rest of your day. 
ghostly dragons and smile and smile knowing that, hey, you know what? I have a choice and you can choose to do better, be a better human, live better, be of service because what a gift, right? There are so many gifts in the struggles that we are in. So I hope you can see those gifts. And that's what I got for you on this beautiful Monday before we part ways. I want to remind you that help is available. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance, please reach out to the Harmony Foundation at 970-586-4491. Just remember that together we build better humans. I'll see you next week. 